Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Laughter is the best medicine. Did you know not only is it good for our hearts and souls, it is actually good for our brains, releasing endorphins that promote an overall sense of well-being and can even temporarily relieve pain. This episode, my guest is comedian and exceptional human being, Alicia Datner, as we explore together humor and being human. Voted Best Comedian in the East Bay Express and San Francisco Weekly's Best of the Bay Readers Poll, she has also been knocking the tube socks off of audiences in New York, London, Hollywood, Honolulu, Bali, and Bombay. Alicia Datner helps us to explore our humanness through her humor and to find the laughter which connects us all. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. yoga teachers get all uppity about how I should practice yoga. Like, I got really thirsty. I was in class. I took a drink. And, and the teacher was like, mm, yeah, it's not good to drink water during class. And I'm like, hmm, that's OK. It's coffee. <laughs> My boyfriend had this crazy sleep disorder. He couldn't fall asleep unless we were in separate houses. I get it. I'm not everybody's cup of tea either. Just, I'm most people's, but I'm not every like. I get it. I just sometimes get performance anxiety. Like I get really anxious. He's not gonna perform. <laughs> Steve Fairman gave me your name. How do you know Steve? When I was a kid, my dad had his cassette tape. And I listened to the cassette tape when I was a kid and um, laughed my butt off. And he's such a... And so uh, then 20 years later, I'm doing comedy and I realize I want to do conscious comedy. And I find this guy and I realize, oh my God, I've known him for my whole life in this way. And I reach out to him and ask him to be part of my spiritual comedy festival. And he says yes. And then we become friends and he's just... He and Trudy are the sweetest people ever, and he's funny, and he really knows what time it is. No doubt. Yeah, I, I had the the privilege of meeting them when I interviewed him. Serendipitously, he happened to be in Fort Collins, where I'm at. He and Trudy were here, and he was giving a presentation at Unity Church. And so we got to go out and have lunch and hang out. And I mean, immediately, like upon meeting each other, it was great? like this oh, amazing connection. And just love them. So... Yeah, I want to talk about this whole concept of spiritual comedy. Tell me about that. Well, I, as a kid, I wanted to be a big deal. (laughs) I wanted to save the world. I started becoming aware that things in the world were not how I thought they should be, Uh, that we were taking down the rainforest and, and slashing and burning the precious resources we have. And there's there's only so much rainforest on the planet and at the same time i really loved getting attention and i really wanted to um i really loved making people laugh 
And I loved the experience of getting to um, interact with people in that way. And so I had this vision as a kid of, I think it's my job to save the world. So I'm going to become famous and I'm going to do that because I loved um, Billy Crystal and Robin Williams and Whoopi Goldberg doing comic relief and having this amazingly powerful fundraising experience with comedians. So they're making people laugh and they're helping people at the same time. I thought that's, that's the perfect thing to do. So let's, let's get famous so I can have a a soapbox to wake people up. And that was like my eight year old uh, vision of what would happen. I'm going to get really famous. And then um, I started there were a lot of fits and starts. I started my comedy career after I turned 19 and uh, it was a really intense world to be in. There was a lot of support, but also a lot of darkness and a lot of just energy that was kind of stuck and young. And I had a lot of my own stuff I had to work through and I just, sabotaged myself constantly and so I had to quit because I couldn't be around that energy and be myself and be the you know bring the darkness into the light it was just dark and then some more dark (laughs) and so I'm sure people can do it but I couldn't so I had to leave and go figure out how to do comedy but in a, a place where I could bring all of myself. So this is a long story. <laughs> no, this is great. Because my, my sense is that, I mean, you couldn't exist in that darkness. You were just getting, it was just overtaking you. And so you had to pull yeah. away so that you could like yeah. find that light within you yeah. to bring to that situation. Yeah. So I did a lot of spiritual and personal growth and 12-step groups and medicine journeys and traveling to India and meditation courses and becoming a life coach and all the things, all the things we do, right? (laughs) So um, then I came back to comedy and now I do it and I love it. And I am learning how to do it in a way that I never was capable of before. And so much of my depth and my growth has come from you know, so much of my depth and my growth in my comedy has come from the deeper work that I did that I've been doing over the past few years. So it's kind of the birth of what I experience as spiritual comedy. And I love that there's so many other people out there doing it, like Steve, who is amazing. I got to see his comedy show as well. That's what he presented at the Unity Church. And it is, it's, it's like you, you can hit the heavy issues, so to speak. But just like when I was talking to Phil Goldberg last week, and he, he did the story of, you know, the life of Yogananda. And it's like, you know, we, we've got also, it's like we can be on the spiritual journey and yet to have levity and to have yeah. light, you know, like Yogananda wasn't just all about seriousness. And mm-hmm. so Steve was actually my first dive into wow, you can like be addressing these heavy issues and this really deep, more important matter, but also bring to it a sense of levity that helps us, I think, assimilate it in a different way and maybe even be more open to it. That's my philosophy. I love the depth and the lightness. And for me, I 
can't have one without the other. Every time, you know, whatever experience I'm in, if there's a, if there's a, a, a dark thing, I have to bring the light. If there's a light thing, I have to bring the dark. I can't be a non-integrated, you know, it's like, we have to include it all. I can't stand the one-sided moment, you know? So, yeah. And, and I feel like any of the great artists or the great philosophers or spiritual thinkers, you know, if you, if you watch the Dalai Lama and I've never had the fortune to be in his physical presence but my experience of being with him when I see him is that he is fully integrated like he's brought all of the light and all of the dark together and his humor is massive he's so light and yet he's able to hold this massive depth and so maybe maybe the dichotomy isn't light and dark maybe it's light and and deep (laughs) (laughs) Right. I like that. Well, and so when I was looking at your material, there was your One Life Stand. Is that the show that you're currently doing? Yeah. One Life Stand. I love that. Tell me about how you came up with the name. How did I come up with the name? I was doing my India show and I... I had a show called Eat, Pray, Laugh about traveling in India and, you know, finding myself, discovering myself. But it turns out I was there at home all the time. I didn't need to go to India to figure it out. And... I wrote the subtitle was Jewish princess seeks Indian guru for one life stand. (laughs) I love that. And I don't know. I just love, I love taking cliches and twisting them. It's like my favorite thing to do. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm often interested in talking about sexuality and the kind of pun of one night stand, but that like what I'm really seeking is like a one life stand. And I love how it, the word stand refers to stand up and the first to sexuality and also yet, yeah, and it refers to reincarnation and actually really wanting like a full life commitment, but not longer than one life. And so it's, it's <laughs> I love that phrase. It embodies all of it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you have, how do you interweave for yourself? I mean, I guess everyone's always curious, like how do comedians come up with material? Tell me about, tell me Um, a little bit about your motivation. And I just get to a place where I feel like I have something. Honestly, I'm just frustrated about something. (laughs) It all comes from, I wish things were different. And underneath that is like a vision of what's possible. I think it's like, living in that space of if it were heaven on earth, this is how life would be. This is what, how things should be. This is my sense of justice and fairness and fulfillment and what we, you know, and in both for me, but also in a benevolent way. Like I want everybody, I think this is how life should work. And then when I constantly encounter, and I think, you know, we all constantly encounter things that are not the way we want them to be, which is par for the course of being human in a body. I just have to express my frustration about it. And it's not funny. It's just, here's what I really think and feel. And I'm pretty serious about it. And because I take that frustration seriously, but also hold it, I, it's like I'm holding myself up as an example of a human to laugh at. Does that make sense? Like I'm showing the human experience and I'm going, this is pretty funny how we do this thing, isn't it? And then people laugh in recognition. People exactly. laugh in, I get that. Yeah. I mean, I, I know as watching yourself, it's like we see ourselves in you. Yeah. 
you're just expressing all of our human experience, right? That's this kind of collective human bumbling through and yeah. Yeah. So besides Steve, who has inspired you in this walk or in this journey? Oh, I mean, definitely Robin Williams, but all the greats, uh, Steve Martin, Woody Allen, regardless of, you know, their personal lives, Louis CK, even, mm-hmm. you know, who was a big inspiration. I feel like he brought his darkness into the light in, in a big way. And I feel like uh, there may be people you haven't heard of, Maria Bamford. Oh, of Marin. course. Yeah, I just saw Maria um, Bamford up in Estes Park. He is so I great. Her. I yeah. have had the pleasure of getting to just very briefly connect with her, you know, over the years. And I love what she brings. She brings absurdity. She brings very, like, you can just hear all of her levels of awareness when she talks. Like, she gets this thing and she gets that thing. And she's she understands so much just by a word or two or a way that she talks. Like, a character she does, you understand whole worlds that she that she's referring to. I, you know, um, when uh, I got to meet her after the show and we got to visit for a little bit and because I'm a psychotherapist by day, that's my profession. And so it was just really neat to connect with her because of all the awareness that she's also bringing to mental health and to really yeah. to dispel a lot of myths, I think, around mental illness, which I love about her. And that I literally, I think I use her almost every day, actually, in some context. It's interesting that we're talking about her because I like to bring levity into my sessions as well. And and to be able to, you know, if someone's like, well, gosh, do you think like, is, do you think this is, you know, this guy's like, is that a red flag with this guy? And I love like one of Maria Bamford's uh-huh. lines. I'm like, honey, <laughs> he, he's a red flag factory. <laughs> he's not just a red flag, <laughs> you know. Totally. But, but yeah, I mean, so I, I really resonate with that. So it's people. And I love Louis C.K. as well. Yeah. And, and I've, I've got to see him live. And, and I loved that about him as well, because as a parent, the stuff he would bring around that and normalizing when, when he would what he would do is kind of vocalize what a parent would love to say to their kids. Yes. And yet, you know, he's like, of course, I didn't say that. Yeah. But but we're all <laughs> laughing because we're like, we want to say that. I love my favorite thing about him was how he would share the like shadow, but also be like, this is the, you know, exactly what you were saying. Like, here's the thing that I wish were different. Uh, you know, I wish I didn't ha- feel like this, but I do. You know, so he's not where there are a lot of comics who just, there's no frame around what they're sharing. It's just, hey, I feel like this. Uh, isn't that cool? <laughs> funny, funny. <laughs> you know, and they're like, okay, there's not a lot of consciousness around that, but it needs to be shared. It needs to be expressed. And comedy is a great place to do that. And what I love about Louis is he found a way to like put a picture frame around it and go, hey, there's this thing, there's this part of me that I wish I didn't feel because I know there's some other part that's like higher or better. And, but here it is anyway. <laughs> you know, here's a dirty, dirty, dark. Blah, blah, blah. And you can, you can go, okay, I can hold that. And there's multiple perspectives and truths happening at the same time. Well, and I think that we need that. I think that's the gift that, that you were talking about earlier, that is you share your depth or the dark with your light, because we all have that within us. No yeah. one is exempt from those states of being. 
And so to yeah. be able to to witness that in with one another, it really does bring that connection. Actually, so when I heard One Life Stand, I, I also was getting my metaphysical on and I was like, oh, she means like, we're all connected. This is for all of us. Totally. This is all of our one life as we're standing together. Oh my God, that's so great. <laughs> that's totally beyond what I had conceptualized for it. I, I love that you brought that to it. Yeah, I, I'm on board with that too. Well, I know you, you've won all these awards. You have all this recognition for the, the comedy and the work that you're doing. When you're in your own heart space and you're thinking of, you know, this is where I want to go with my comedy. This is my mission right now, utilizing this vehicle, this medium. What is that message right now, where the world is right now that you feel like is imperative to share? I always felt like it was obvious, but someone recently asked me, what is my why? Why am I doing all of this? And I am a really passionate stand for what you just said, the, the collective experience that where we start to understand that we are all connected. There is no separation. The, the separation is the illusion. And as such, we're on a spiritual level, maybe like the planet explodes and that's fine and we're okay and we were just spirits anyway and so whatever. But on a physical level, like we are at we're past the tipping point of the environmental crisis. And we can't save the planet if we don't get conscious and wake up. And the reason I believe we're all, um, you know, in this collective denial and unable to take action is that we, we forgot who we are. We forgot that we're all each other. We believe we're separate. And so we're in a massive distraction field. Like I can't, this pain of awareness of what we've done to the planet is too great. So I can't look at it and I can't think about it. And I'm just going to distract myself with TV and food and sex and the internet and money. And I am going to go out into the world trying to fill up the hole that I think is there through massive addictive consumerism and i'm gonna just live in a, a life as if i am not a whole person that's already complete and i as a canadian feel like if i can point that out to people and remind you know in a humorous way wake people up to remember who we really are we can laugh instead of you know, only crying. I want to, I want people to laugh and cry because I'm not interested in like the spiritual bypassing. So can we laugh and cry and face what's real and come back in our human bodies to the truth such that we then don't have to um, destroy the earth? And so my comedy is like in service of a sustainable planet where we are all at peace in our bodies and remember who we are together. That's beautiful. I'm resonating with you deeply. I mean, that's my purpose as well in doing yeah. this work. You know, that's why you do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's amazing though because it's one of the things I respect and honor what you do so much because I can take it to the micro level and as individually in my own life, when you know I, I deal with so much quote unquote, darkness during the day, um, you know, having clients in and out of my office. And for literally probably over a year, I listened to comedy every single morning before wow. work. 
as that literally is a part of like my whole morning routine, like the mindfulness and prayers in the morning, and then literally laughing my butt off before I went to work. That is so great. That's so great. I mean, you have a benefit of not having seen like, you know, not having spent 10 years watching comedians again, you know, like every night watching the people coming up and um, getting to the place of like, oh, that's funny. (laughs) I had to recover my ability to laugh. And it's only now really coming back. So I'm so, I'm jealous of you. I want to hear about that. I want to hear about that. That's interesting to me because I know I knew this guy who was a musician, and he said, you know, when I am all by myself, I never listen to music because I'll just yeah. dissect it and I start yeah. listening for the you know the riffs and the chords. And so I'm almost hearing that same message with you. And it's not even um, and it's not even that I intentionally decided that. No. It's just. That I'm, yeah, I'm part of me is, is dissecting like, oh, how do they do that? Oh, that's an interesting, you know, thing that, oh, oh, is that something I can employ? And then my ego is also like, God, I'm jealous if they're funny or if they're successful and not funny. I'm like, oh, screw them. You know, like, <laughs> they're not um, as funny as me. So there's lots of baggage. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even hearing, you know, when, if you've gone to a comedy club every night for a really long time. There's a point at which you you're in a different fear around it, and and there are plenty of comics who don't get jaded like that. I remember uh, sitting in the club with with Mark Marin a long time ago, and he I sort of you know idolized all these people and put them on these giant pedestals, and I was like, why are you watching this set? Why are you watching the show? He was like, because I like comedy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, like you. Just because you're a headliner doesn't mean you don't watch the people doing the showcase. And, you know, I, I learn from people. And so I had to go to India and learn about laughter yoga and become a laughter yoga teacher and teach it for a couple of years to reactivate the part of me that laughs spontaneously and isn't like bypassing everything to my intellectual adults, you know, is this good? Am I good mind? And even then, it it's still a journey, you know, years later, I'm still like, getting more and more depth of like, oh, I can allow myself to cry spontaneously, and I can allow myself to laugh spontaneously. And mostly that just happens in relationship. I mean, I do, I love watching cat videos and people falling down videos, just because it, it triggers my I can't help it, but there's something coming out. And just being with people. Those are my places where I get most activated and and have that uncontrollable, you know, Kriya-like experience of laughter. Well, and the cool thing that, that I'm hearing that you do too is, is that, I mean, you, you're taking it from all these different levels, whether like it's, like you said, like Mark Maron, like a, a headliner, you're, you're yeah. learning from all these different experiences and, you know, and going to India it sounds like that, I mean, that was a huge thing in your life. How long were you mm-hmm. there? The first time I went for three months. Wow. And then I went back three more times for about a month each time. And yeah, I mean, talk about intense. <laughs> really, India gives you what you need, not what you want. I think I've heard that. Well, And tell me about this laughter yoga. What's, what's laughter yoga? I've never heard of that before. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. So this guy, uh, Dr. Madan Kataria, created it maybe 20 years ago in India. 
And they, he just started gathering people together to laugh. They started telling jokes. Um, they were laughing. They were getting all these benefits. They were coming to the park every day. It was free. One day they had, they ran out of jokes and he was like, okay, everybody got a crazy idea. We're going to laugh for no reason. And they were like, what are you talking about? And then they just started making up. They were like, okay, let's try it. They started making up all these like silly exercises. And it's basically just like going to kindergarten. It's like being in kindergarten and just you laugh all the time and you just make silly and you bypass the part of yourself that thinks like, God, this is foolish. This is, you know, I came up against so many blocks in myself. What are we doing? These people are so cheesy. It's so like ridiculous. And I had to get to a place of like, when I start to teach laughter yoga, I realize for me, it's about authenticity first and then laughter. So even though your body doesn't know, they've done studies, your body doesn't know the difference between the, you know, and gets the same amazing benefits of lowered blood pressure, increased oxygen, you know, lowered cortisol, releasing endorphins, you know, cardio, cardio exercise, like all these amazing things, increased creativity and memory and resilience and all this stuff. It's amazing when you laugh, you you know, you're creating, when you laugh, I heard that your uh, brain returns to a state of elasticity for the five seconds after you laugh that you had when you were five. So you're you're creating new connections. You're, you know, opening stuff up. You're, you know, you're undoing things and you can create new pathways. And so laughter is a really powerful tool that we have in our toolkit. And I had to kind of recreate what I believe laughter yoga should be. (laughs) So I basically just have people start out by making a ha sound. And then whatever they feel, express that through the ha. So if you're angry or if you're skeptical, ha, 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 ha. And just keep making the ha sound. So it's really about the breath and about moving the energy. And eventually that, you know, whatever, if you're resistant, you laugh, you're resistant. You make a ha sound in that if, you know, and then something else comes. Maybe you could, maybe it turns to anger. Maybe it turns into sadness. After that, sometimes happens to turn into delight, joy without trying to get somewhere. Just allowing. Really, it's just allowing, just moving the energy and not trying to get to, we're going to find something funny. You know, there are some cheesy laughter clubs out there, but. (laughs) But this is not one of them. No. And often people find tears, you know, my my laughter, I really think has gotten more rich and more full recently because I'm just letting myself cry. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So it's again, you know, it's embracing this full experience of being human. And mm-hmm. it's so interesting how, how we all do this. You know, I think Brene Brown talked about this in one of her books about, you know, like the importance of like trying to look cool, like everybody's trying mm. to be cool and I better not laugh too loud and I better not express this and I better not show this side of myself instead of just embracing like this is what's here and, and yeah. especially in relationship. Like that oh we can God. show up as our authentic self and with close friends and with and literally with people that we connect to. That we can just truly show up and as much as possible show up in the world as ourselves. Again, I mean, I, I deal with heavy, heavy issues all day long. And I think it's important. I mean, by no means am I, you know, a comedian or skilled like you, but to bring that levity into those moments, how important that is. I totally agree. I just ran into an ex, a former partner of mine here. And 
I was kind of making jokes with the few days before I came out. Oh, I'm going to see that guy. And, you know, just sort of, oh, and I just started to notice like, oh, there's something there that I still, it's been a long time, but somehow I'm not, I'm still making little jokes about it. And I, you know, we come in, there's like an exercise that they're having us do. We happen to be there at the exercise and they ask, what are you letting go of? And I look at him and he's just like, kind of just looking at me and I just burst full on into tears. <laughs> like, oh my God. No. <laughs> you know, all the parts of me that want to, that don't want to give him the satisfaction of like having this experience that like, I'm sad about something about us or, you know, all the ways where I just want to show like how great I'm doing. And I can't, I can't, I'm just like, the tears are here. If I don't, if I hold on to this right now, I'm never going to get over this. I'm never going to let go of whatever that last little piece is that I haven't fully moved through so that I can have what I want. So I'm just bawling. He's like, can I hug you? I'm like, yes. And I'm angry at him and I'm letting him hug me and I'm crying. (laughs) Felt so much better after. And we we didn't even talk. It was just like, you know, I just cried. You didn't (laughs) need to talk. No, we didn't need to talk. I didn't need to tell him anything. But, you know, it was it was a good release for me. It was really good. That just it gave me the chills as you were sharing that story because I think that it it's true and that's one of the things that I imagine you could really speak to that comedy can be perhaps or humor that double-edged yeah. sword that we can really use it as a defense yeah. mechanism and yet it can be the greatest release ever. So that there's really some duality completely. In it. And I think at the same time, I think you can be using a defense mechanism and coping and also transforming at the same time. Like, I don't think any interaction is ever 100% purely this or that. I agree. So what a cool experience that you just had. I know. It's like, who cares if he's married and has a house now with her? I don't care. <laughs> who cares if, if I'm living in the same apartment I was when we were together? I don't care. I'm enjoying everything about my life. And I'm going to have Netflix comedy specials. So life is wonderful. Thank you so very much. There. And I'm going to cry my, my brains out right here in front of you. Because this is for me. Hey friends, this is Charles with NOCO FM, the podcast network and streaming radio station dedicated to creating diverse shows just like this one and the numerous others that we help produce. We hope you'll consider becoming a supporter on Patreon, which helps us pay our hosts, produce more shows, and allows us to give back to nonprofits in Northern Colorado. Not only do you become part of our community, but giving also gets you access to an incredible selection of exclusive content from all of our creators, starting at just $2 a month. To get started now, just visit noco.fm slash patron and sign up. Once again, that's n-o-c-o dot f-m slash patron. Hope you have a fantastic start to 2019. We've got some big things coming your way. Now, back to the show. have a Netflix comedy special coming out? 
I don't. I have a pitch for a Netflix comedy special. So One Life Stand, I shot uh, recently and have this beautiful tape of um, my 75-minute show. I talk about politics and gender and dating and relationships. And I talk about attachment theory and I talk about the search for the one and I talk about non-duality and sustainability and kind of just touch on all of these issues but really just because it's what I gotta talk about and I just kind of bear everything and I love when people walk out and feel like they saw something that they (laughs) were very surprised to have experienced it's more than a comedy show but it's it's a lot of stand-up and it's um it's my favorite thing to do and so I I made a tape and basically now I just have to figure out where it goes and who to send it to and how to how to get it out there be somebody's uh sister or uncle works at netflix in the comedy division and <laughs> they're like hey hulu or hbo and well i don't yeah. know if i told you you know we are number 90 in nigeria what? i'm not trying to brag i am gonna kill it in nigeria <laughs> i'm gonna do a tour I'm i gonna feel go it to lagos i'm gonna get a lot of oil money and they're gonna bribe me to do <laughs> comedy that doesn't talk about oil at all and um yes and i'm gonna i'm gonna leave with a giant blood or diamond ring and um, a, a Nigerian prince, my husband, <laughs> that is and perfect. bring him to America, and um, you know, create a create a new paradigm for for Nigeria together. Well, you know, this is just my gift to you, Alicia. That's that's, that's what amazing. I you know. That's just what I wanted to open up for you, and um, I felt like this was the segue. You are so generous. You're just like the the most generous human. I'm like, if I could just get her on the show, I could, then you know, she can get, I can get her to Nigeria. That's right. I'm going to open up that vortex for her. Thanks. No doubt. One of the things, so my partner in crime, my my person is actually San Koi, which is the original African people. Wow. Like 200,000 years wow. yeah wow so he loves you know he's he's a social futurist and so when he talks about certain things he's always tells people where he's from and he's like so i just want to let you know when you think of who's your daddy you can think of me <laughs> it's me, it's me. <laughs> so great but you know he and i that that's one of the places where we connect so deeply i mean we connect on so many levels and definitely a lot of the connective things you're talking about with social issues and climate change and income inequality and all the different things, the annihilation of all the species right now and all these things that are happening. But we also really connect. I mean, we were laughing this morning in the kitchen, like, like crying, laughing and, and just teasing each other about stuff where, you know, it's, it's, the best that's the best it doesn't get better than that exactly and and so i i love that that is your profession i love that that's the gift that you're bringing to help bring that and to infuse it with this awareness i mean that is so cool i want to give you that african prince I want oh, to give yeah. you that Nigerian prince. We'll we'll hook you up. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm trying to impart here. I want to wake up and laugh every day. That's uh, you know, just like joking and teasing and laughing and dancing like that. Wouldn't that be? A, that's probably what you do every every day. You're doing that. 
I do it with myself, but that sounds fantastic. You can have a you know dance party of one. That's what I, I say. I do, I do. It's just like you know, it's harder to. I, I'm always like, who's okay? Who's leading and who's following? <laughs> you know, and then I have a whole argument about that. I always I always hate when I step on my own foot too when I'm dancing right? by myself. I'm right? like, dang it. I'm like, you're back following. Well, oh yeah. Well, you're back leading. Oh yeah. Well, come on. Get with the program. Fighting about who's, you know, whose music we're playing. You want to do a slow dance? I don't. <laughs> you know I like hip hop. Yeah. So I know these arguments, but <laughs> so is there a way though that people could plug into your one night stand? How do people find that? Completely. Yeah. Um, so they can go to alicia.datner.com. Uh, with two T's, Datner with two T's, and Alicia like Alicia Keys. And I am performing in LA this coming week. And then I'm just, my next thing is I'm taking people to Bali for a week to do a comedy and writing and storytelling workshop in March. So people can hear about that. Uh, if they, It's just going to be a blissful, powerful experience of just like being in paradise, writing, creating, going to healing, water temples, doing yoga, digital detox, organic food. I mean, all, all the things. So I coach people on comedy and solo performance and speaking. And so people can learn about that at soloshowdown.com. And they can learn about my Bali workshop and the other workshops that I lead on, uh, you know, getting out there and expressing yourself and saying what you got to say. I love it. That sounds like paradise. I do. I'm raising my hand to pick Please me. Come. Pick me. And if people want to message me uh, from the from the event, I will give a special discount to your listeners. Awesome. Super super special Aww. discount for the people who are listening and to you. Oh, that is precious. Yes, please. Yeah, you want to come? I do. Yeah. I do. Awesome. But I do. I, I love what you've got going on. And you are just luminous, I have to tell you. Oh, thank you. Truly. Thank you. And and I can see it through your videos already. Yeah. There's a lot of allowing happening. <laughs> yeah. That's what's happening. So for you, what is your vision that you're holding maybe for yourself and for the rest of us as well, for our connected selves? I thought I I'd hit you with like... the really lighthearted questions. Right? <laughs> I think just deeper and deeper and deeper levels of allowing what's here to flow through, whether that's distraction or joy or fear, that it doesn't get stuck, but that it moves. And I feel it and I move it and it's not personal. And that that experience of letting the universe flow through me, that I am able to be present channel, not like a checked out, like let things flow, but a very present embodied channel of the universe, of spirit, of body, of emotion, and evolution. And that I grow in presence, and I grow in lightness, and I censor less, and I allow myself to be as powerful as I am, and to speak more truth, and to 
find things more fun and funnier and let let more pleasure flow through me as as that force of the universe is like and find that pleasurable <laughs> that excitement and terror and hold on less and yeah i want to be funnier <laughs> you're already super funny i'm super funny i want to enjoy how, <laughs> how funny i am um, and just like let but let all of it flow yeah and and remember how connected i am and so such that my intuition is really powerful and um, my yeses and my noes are more powerful. And like that I get to um, see that I am the universe, but I'm also a unique me and love that unique version of me and be able to then see it in each other and all of us. And, and that we all basically, I want all, what I just said for everyone. I want, you know, I want you all to have Netflix comedy specials. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I, I feel like everybody has humor in them. Everybody has a story in them. And we're all like, here to allow more life to flow through us. And in a way that is that works in harmony with each other. So it doesn't mean we all become big superstars with giant egos. It means we all become more attuned to our interconnectedness and our, our unique individual beauty and light so that's what i want that's and maybe it. like to you know get to live in bali for for half the year you know that old chestnut you know that <laughs> that sounds fantastic yeah right and, and you know as an extension of that i really do feel like we're all it's all time for us to become activists and it doesn't have to be political it's like living a holistic life is an activist you know, a sustainable, holistic life. That's an activist stance to take. That's a thing we do out in the world and, and not not being passive anymore about about every choice we make, that it's it's inclusive of who we are in our totality. That it's not in any way, shape or form in any of these contexts as us and them, that exactly. it's truly, you know, it is all one and what we're doing to the planet or we're doing yeah. to each other, we're, we're doing to ourselves. And so ourselves. the, yeah. So the, so I, I love that. I love the collective and I love the unique individual piece that you're sharing and that we, we've got to do both. We've got to be aware of yeah. all of it and to be, and I think that that's a reoccurring theme that I keep hearing lately. And it's so imperative, this thing of, you know, we can sit in an ashram all day. That's great and really get in tune with ourselves, but we've got to take action. And right now, yeah. it's more imperative than any other time in history. And yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean that we have to go around with signs and, and march and protest. It means we need to become activated in our consciousness. Yes. yes. So that we are making conscious, more enlightened, more in, intentional, intuitive decisions about how yeah. we're coexisting with each other in this planet. And that it doesn't matter how it looks, like that we're not doing that and talking about it in order to look good, like we're doing it right. And it might not even look like we think it's supposed to look. It might look different and that we like stop caring about how that looks and just start caring about how it feels. And that's the loop back to our being cool conversation. Yeah. So it's not about being cool. It's about yeah. being part of this collective. And that, yeah, I don't know that we know totally what that's going to look like. Totally. But You're that's so part fun. of the fun. <laughs> so are you. I, again, I could talk to you all day. So. I know, I know. I feel like, okay, got another four hours. Let's get into it. I just want to thank you so much for th this time with you and 
It's just awesome to have you as a guest on the show. And I, again, I just honor and respect what you're doing so much. Thank you so much for being with us. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad to have met you. This is really fun. I hope we get to do another show and I'll invite you on mine when I have one. With all the challenges that we face in our world today, there could not be a better time to bring this laughter and lightness to whatever darkness seems to creep into our days. You know, we're all faced with this kind of heaviness of the state that the world's in, and we need more people like Alicia Datner that help us laugh and find joy, that help us also dig deep into the things that really matter and be able to address those issues and to bring a sense of levity to our daily lives. It helps us integrate and even understand at some levels all the things that we're dealing with in the world today. I love that one of the things that she shared was her own journey of, we all have to go through the darkness. You know, at 19 years old, she was having to deal with her own darkness and the importance for all of us that sometimes we have to really do that inner work, that journey within, and once we are able to do that, then we're able to bring even more light into our own experience. I think that one of the things she shared too that was really imperative was even though those journeys to India were so rich and so important and these amazing experiences for her, at the same time, at the end, she realized we can journey all these ways outside of ourselves only to return back to our center and realize that that which we'd been seeking was there within us the whole time. Remember, The Spark is your show too. If you have questions, feedback on the show, or if you're going through something and need a little help, we'd love to hear from you. Continue the conversation with us at our website, thesparkpod.com, and on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. New episodes of The Spark air Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Mountain. To make sure you don't miss an episode, Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. The show is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional and should not be considered medical advice. If you're having a mental or physical health crisis, please seek treatment immediately. The Spark is produced by NoCo Media Limited, which is solely responsible for its content. Thanks again for listening. This has been The Spark, igniting your best life. I'm Stephanie James. This has been a production of NOCO FM. 